Welcome to another episode of Paranormal the New Normal. I'm your host as always, Jeremy, trying to bring a little more normalcy to this world, which these days, as I always say, is just impossible sometimes, but we're trying. And my guest tonight, I am very happy to find her, another one of my Podmatch finds, podmatch.com, not a sponsor, but you could be. My guest is Scarlett Peretta, an intuitive psychic medium, and I believe also a manifestation coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's but it. That's I'll let her tell you more about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let her tell you about that. Scarlett, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jeremy. It's so nice to, you know, to be here. And, and I thank you so much for the, the invite. And yes, thanks to Podmatch. I'm, I'm loving it because I get to meet great, great people like you that are doing incredible work. And I have to say that I love the name of your podcast, Paranormal, The New Normal, because it is normal and it has become normal. Once upon a time, it was not so much, but today it is. Which we may get into that in a second, because the first yeah. question on this show, always, unless I get distracted, is <laughs> what got you into the paranormal slash spiritual world? What what brought you to this? Well, that's that's a great it's a great question. You know, I think I think I speak for most of us when I say I got called and I got pulled into it. I mean, as a child, you have some interesting experiences. Uh and um you know, you think about it, it's like weird. Nobody else sees it and you just keep going. And, and I just found the universe kept pulling me, pulling me, pulling me towards it. Uh, and finally, I, I commenced doing this as, um, you know, as, as a career and helping others. I did not set out like I went to university. I my, my thing as a kid was, oh, I can't wait to grow up and be, you know, an intuitive medium uh, that's clairaudient. I, I didn't, I didn't set out to do this and, oh, I'm going to do paranormal investigations. This is something that I firmly believe I was called to do. And the reason why I say that is I was actually at one of my girlfriend's shops. And at that time I was just a customer and her psychic, it was a Saturday, her psychic uh, called in sick and, um, and she's like, I, I can't be open on a Saturday without, without a psychic. And she says, Scarlett, I, I need you. I need you to, I need you to, to fill in. And I said, well, I'm not a psychic. She says, yes, you are. I said, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. And we went back and forth like kids. And then finally I thought, what the heck? She's in distress. And I figured what could, what could go wrong? So let me, let me just ease her mind and say, yes, I will, I'll sit there. And, uh, and I thought, who's going to come in to get readings? Well, Jeremy, lo and behold, I had about five people come in. I, I didn't, logically, I didn't think I knew what I was doing. I thought the Saturday had come and gone. That was it. I'm done. And during the week, she calls me up and she says, Scarlett, there's a huge demand for you. I have to put you on the schedule. And, and that's, that's how it all started. And the, the rest is it just naturally organically flowed into this direction. I don't do any advertising. Um, and, and yet, um, people know me, uh, worldwide. So it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride. Let's put it that way. But I believe that there's a calling. There definitely is. And I've talked about it on this show before, but I mean, every time I talk to psychic memes in this show and as I'm yet this episode, but it might, right, I right. always get, a, I get a little tingly feeling in the middle of my head and it's like something is, and I talked to someone when I was doing an interview to Monday night and. Right. She said the same thing. She's like, that's 
your that's your guardian spirit trying to contact you and trying to t- get in touch with you but yeah i just i'm not at the stage yet where they can and i'm trying to get there it's taking time but i'm trying to get there and I don't know. She she said I should start meditating, but I've never been one for meditation. There's just just too much to do. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Everyone's a little different. And um, I call those the spidey senses. (laughs) When you get that tingling, it's like, how else do you explain it? I call it the spidey senses. And the only way that you can honor it is just by, you know, you get the spidey senses. Okay, well, what is it attempting to say to me? And, And that's it. And quite frankly, Jeremy, it just will very naturally develop when you're ready like they know they know more than we do i i i just allowed the whole process and and i strongly recommend you or anybody else experiencing these spidey senses um to do the same well as a comic book fan for the last <laughs> 20 years almost i and a spider-man fan since i was like three i 100 love that name for that and i might start using that go for it <laughs> Only because I know you don't have a copyrighted, so yay. (laughs) I'm not even going to try to pretend. No. And you know what? Why? I mean, this, we're here to learn. We're here to, to, you know, we walk this earth together. So we're here to be of support to each other. So I I would be delighted if you used it. (laughs) Just don't forget me. Oh, I, I won't. And actually, that might be the name of this episode right there. My spidey sense is tingling, but we'll, we'll see. I'll, I, I come up with usually like five names that I have to pick between them, but. Oh, what a riot. So you've been to the paranormal since you were young and yeah. you developed this gift just naturally. Like most, most people in your line of work do, they develop it naturally when they're younger or when they're in their teenager and it just slowly comes to them. Mm-hmm. And was there any moment in your life when you were younger that just you were able to use it for something so good, like so great that it was like a great achievement. And that's when you realized this is something special. Uh, I don't know about it being so great, uh, but it was, it was in, there were interesting things like um, where you get messages that if people listen, because, you know, that's the, that's the other thing too. If they don't listen, that's, that's a tough thing. Uh, But I was able to predict when family members were going to pass, which is something that I haven't really normally done, which is interesting. But I recall um, we went through um, a couple of years where we had a lot of family members passing. And this gentleman who now today I understand uh, is my grandfather, he would show up. And I just knew there was just a knowing that, okay, he's he's giving me a heads up that someone else is going to pass. And so I was able to prepare people, you know, family members that something else is going to happen. Now, I, I mean, you, you got to handle these, these messages with sensitivity. It's like, you don't say, Oh, this man in a black hat showed up and someone else is going to die. You never want to do any of these, you know, those types of messages. It, it's just, okay, there's a knowing. And now you, you handle it with, you know, with grace to say, okay, I think we need to brace ourselves. Cause I kind of feel like so-and-so is, um, is being called next, um, you know, to the other side. Um, so there is, there is that, um, you know, there is a lot of experiences as a medium, you know, in channeling, um, you know, uh, people's, uh, loved ones, there have been a lot of, um, you know, moments that I feel grateful that I could give someone peace and clarity, you know, like mothers who have, um, question marks around how their children passed away. And I am able 
to bring, you know, I'm, I'm able to bring them that clarity and information. And, and in a lot of cases, validation, there was one case in particular, um, and uh, the reader is from Scotland and the son had, um, had taken his life, unfortunately. And the police just kept trying to bury it as, um, you know, as an unexplained or whatever. And, and, and she, she needed that closure. She really needed that closure. And, uh, and, and nobody was giving it to her until she had a conversation with me. And, uh, and then there was another one where um, I actually was doing a podcast. And this one, I have to say, was the one, one of the ones that warmed my heart recently. Um, and he's an, an ex-sergeant. Um, um, uh, and his partner came through. And we're just, you know, chit-chatting before the show. And, and I had just said to him, you know, like, does this name resonate with you? I don't know why I feel this, this name keeps popping in because I'm not formally doing a reading. Uh, and uh, that, that, that small little message gave him such peace and closure and his whole family peace and closure. So it's, you know, I, I really, I, I really when you know, I, I'm not grateful that people have lost, you know, people that they, that they care for. Of course not. I am grateful for that ability to connect with, with those loved ones and give the person here in the living, you know, that, that peace, that clarity, that validation, that closure that they're, they're craving. So yeah, lot, lots of uh, little, little things like that. Um, little, you know, but not to the person I'm reading. I mean, they, they say all the time, this being a psychic medium is like a double-edged sword because you get to help people, but you also, have to feel the sadness they feel at all times and i mean there's a reason a lot of psychics are turned to not so good things at, after a while because they just can't handle it all the strong ones prevail as always and they wow. have been help they help people for years and years to come and i i used to be one of those people who didn't believe in psychics and thought they were all just after money but from doing this podcast for the last six months almost it's right. just got to the point where I fully believe in psychics and mediums and not one I've had in the show. Do I think they're phonies? Like everyone mm -hmm. I've had in the show, I get a feeling from, and I could tell they're doing what they are supposed to do in this world. So yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. And I really appreciate, I have to say thank you for you acknowledging that on, you know, like not just my, for myself, but you know, all psychics out there because we do get haunted by, you know, some of the things that we see and then you cannot, of course, relay that message there is you know there is one that i have and i will never forget what i've seen or heard it was a young girl 16 years old who took her life and it still haunts me today how she communicated with me of course i didn't say that i didn't represent it the exact same way to the mother uh, and you carry that in your heart you really do and there are there are people that turn to listen sometimes i turn to food i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie <laughs> hey i mean I, I'm an accomplice of that too, and I'm not a psychic even. So I mean, you know, that's 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 just a human that's just, that's just a human weakness. There ain't nothing psychic <laughs> about that. Agreed. Agreed. So, when someone has something bad happen to them, mm -hmm. what do you usually recommend? Is the best thing to do so they can open their minds and try to understand why these things happen? I mean, I am a huge believer in fate, destiny. Everything happens for a reason in my mind. I don't yes. hold up to any divine entity of any name or anything like that. I mean, I'm agnostic, so I don't give mm -hmm. names to what I believe in. I just know there's something out there, but I can't prove it. So I, I'm not going to say anything. 
I, I have to I have to agree with you. Um, I'm of course Roman Catholic by birth, and of course my my I respect it as a tradition. Uh, but I also know that there is a lot more out there, and um, I think it would be very close-minded to not you know to not look at it the way that you look at it. Um, okay, so let's define something bad because there's there's a couple of things um, that are that that could be potentially happening. First and foremost, I'm a strong believer that if you are on your soulful path and you're you know some people call it soul path, uh, soulful path, um, you know life contract or soul contract, um, and something that appears to be negative happens. Notice I say appears to be negative, and I say appears to be negative because. When you're a good soul and we're good souls, um, nothing happens by accident. It is there to not, you know, to to heighten your awareness so that you can, you know, evolve spiritually. It's not there to bruise you or make make you feel, you know, disheartened. And so you welcome and embrace any any anything that comes in, and be careful not to label it bad or good, you know, because really every situation is there to help us heighten our awareness and, and, and evolve. Now that I've said that, I want to add that there are situations where there are patterns, you know, so something bad happens and then something, another thing happens again and another bad thing. And, and someone tends to get into, you know, this little bit of a, a, a downward slope or a little bit of a cycle that they can't get out of. That is something that you have to pay close attention to because that I consider to be uh, an infection. I call it an infection from lower vibrational entities that are attempting to, uh, you know, to slowly break you down. Um, or there's an attachment. You know, there's there's lots of attachments that I've seen in in, in my in my business. So um, you really have to pay close attention to what it is. There is a big difference when there's a pattern. You've got to pay close attention to it. But when there is something that's happening, you know, you, you've got to really, if it's one, one thing here or there, you have to really stop and think, okay, you know, my soul is, is, is pushing me in the right direction. It might not feel good, but the universe is plotting to do us good. So there's two, there's two types of bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it makes sense. And thank you, Donna, for watching. Appreciate you being here all the way from Toronto. Ooh. Very nice. Not too far from me, Donna. Well, there you go. Things mm -hmm. happen for a reason. There you go. And when these type of things happen that we label as bad, right. is there a way to change what's happening? Like, is there a way? To, I mean, basically, do you think there's a way to change fate, destiny? or No. <laughs> Sorry, I answered that super fast. No, you have to allow it. You know, life is about choices. We have free will at the end of the day. It is not just everything is faded, right? Um, it's faded with also our free will. Now, the thing is, if something is faded and meant to be, free will or no free will, it finds us. So you might, you know, you might have to relearn lessons over and over, kind of like that movie Groundhog Day. I don't know. I start dating myself when I say that. It's a great movie. Um, I just watched it recently. <laughs> isn't that interesting? And uh, and that and that's to me how I view you know a soul contract is you'll keep you'll keep looping 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 until you get it right and then you'll catapult forward. 
you know, but the universe is plotting to do us good. There's no question in my mind about that. And there's no question in my mind that th some things are just your destiny, period. And uh, with free will, we might take detours, uh, but eventually it will, you know, it'll place us on our path. Sometimes when it's painful or feels bad is when the universe has said, I've had enough of you. <laughs> I'm going to yank you off this path and throw you on the path that you're supposed to be on. So I, I do, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer that, um, that there is, there is that element of, of destiny and fate. Now, when it comes to say someone has a, so, say someone has like a, something they want to do, like a career they want to achieve, or if right. they want to start a podcast, that's like their dream idea to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Is there, is there a way to align yourself that this is what you're going to do? Like your soul is calling you to do this. Like, is there a way to make you like align all that up? So it happens, even yeah. if everything else is in your way. Yes. Um, I'm going to simplify it, you know, because it really is that simple. Um, you know, it, the soul comes with a compass. Um, or a GPS for those of the younger, the younger listeners out there, right? And what is that, that GPS or compass? And that is our emotions. Our emotions are gifted to us for a reason. And so I lump some emotions in two bubbles, like the fearful bubble of emotions and the joyful bubble of emotions. And so the fearful ones are things like disheartenment or um, you know, sad. Uh, sometimes it could be anxiety. Sometimes it could be anger, uh, but mostly things that make us feel uncomfortable, you know, um, um, self-doubt, you know, those types of emotions. And then of course there's the joyful ones where we feel content and whole and peaceful and harmony and calm. Right. And so the GPS, if we are in the right direction of our soul, we're going to feel any of those emotions that are in that bubble, as I call it, of the joyful emotions. If we are not feeling joy and we're feeling that discomfort or any of those emotions that are in the fearful bubble, you know, category, we're moving away from our soul purpose. So that compass is actually and those emotions are actually meant to make sure that we're on the right path or we're not on the right path. You know, unfortunately, the way that our society has been set up, it's a little bit mundane in that there is a lot of discomfort like bills and oh, how am I going to pay my bills? And, you know, there's a lot, a lot of challenges uh, around that. And then people do take jobs so that they can pay their bills. Like, you know, it's not they're not paying attention to that, that soulful compass. And uh, and we become comfort with feeling uh, comfortable with feeling uncomfortable but that's not what is intended for us, you know? Exactly. Thank you, Donna. You enjoy the rest of your night as well and your week. Stay safe up there in the great white North. <laughs> Cause I mean, I live North enough. I couldn't live any nor further North, even though I might be moving to Maine or New Hampshire eventually, but we'll see. Wow. That's where my job is. So we'll see. But, what? um, one step at a time. And Canada, Canada's nice. I'm from Canada. I'm in Ontario. And uh, it's not snowy all the time. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've, I've been to Canada. So, I mean, I've, I've gone out there on vacation before and whatnot. So, I know it's not. And some of the, the towns up there are beautiful. I've been to a lot of the East Coast towns and they're gorgeous. But 
just never got to like the Midwest, like the Midwest of Canada or the West, the complete Western reaches where it's. Right, right. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I want is, to. Uh, but you know what? I find the U.S. very fascinating because you can drive and you'll have all four seasons in one country. Like you here in Canada, it kind of, you know, the, the seasons go in the same way. But you guys are really interesting. So I, I love the U.S. Like I just think it's beautiful energy. Yeah, it is to some degree. I mean, it has its own terms of nastiness in the last few years, as every other country in the world has. But agree. And there's, I mean, there's there's good, there's good, and there's bad everywhere. So I mean, I can't hate on it. The U.S. is a good. There's a lot better place to live than a lot of other places in the world. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be born here. <laughs> but please don't deport me. But yeah, <laughs> yeah so I mean. I, I agree with what you said. I mean, because compasses usually point true north. and But in our lives, the true north can change if we want it to bad enough. So yes, it, it, may, it, may, it may go out of whack and you, your north may change a little bit, but eventually you'll follow the compass back to the right way and it'll exactly. lead you to where you're trying to go. Exactly. You know, and sometimes we've got to allow and endure the difficult times so that it we are better prepared for what is you know waiting for us. But how would people hope to run? I hope you come watch again too, Donna. It's nice to have guests that comment <laughs> yes, a lot. I love, I love I love guests that actually comment. So nice to have you or viewers to actually comment. Mm-hmm. Either way, so. The energies of the universe, I mean, do you think that they're sentient in a way, or do you think that they are just there to guide us kind of like, I don't even know, a spirit guide kind of, I guess, would be the best term I could think of at this moment, but. Yeah, there is no coincidence. There is no mistake. Um, and uh, and it is very well known for centuries. Um, oh, my gosh. In, in many cultures document it we are, we're actually born with guides. You know, some people call them spirit guides. I, I've, I've dubbed them soul guides because they're here to guide our soul. Um, we walk with loved ones. We walk with angels and, um, and we walk with one of our guides is not a very nice guide. It's of the other world, you know? So we do walk with, um, with many. And, and then there are what I call, cause everybody's got like different perspectives on it. There's no one person really teaching us. So it's our own personal experiences, but I've noticed that guardian angels in the way that I read energy and spirit guardian angels can come and go. And sometimes they come when there's a, a specific circumstance um, you know, and then they leave when their work is done. And then another guardian angel will come in, you know, to, to continue that path. And uh, these guardian angels have selected us because of what they've experienced uh, in this realm. So it's quite, it's quite interesting, but we are not alone. We're not alone. Not to mention strangers that pop in and out. That's another story. <laughs> but we are actually born with a set of guides. Yes, I mean, I we've all heard the stories of guardian angels in our lives. Like we all heard of stories of someone driving down a highway and they're getting tired, and a voice in their head just tells them, "Pull over this next stop and get some coffee," or yeah. something like along those lines. And 
they happen to avoid a major accident that happened because they did yeah. that. Yes. So yeah, there, I mean, are, there are some incredible stories out there. There are some incredible stories. And like I said, there is no coincidence, you know, especially, um, you know, I know when you're doing paranormal investigations and even just in general in the paranormal world, um, there is nothing tangible. You know, we're working on getting tangible evidence and, you know, we're starting to get some tangible evidence. Our challenge is the bulk of what is happening is not tangible. So we, because we can't touch it, we have difficulty, you know, placing value on it. Uh, but there are so many incredible stories out there where a whisper, a simple whisper or a stranger that appeared and then disappeared did something life saving, you know, for, for an individual. It's, it's, it's so reassuring to know that we're not alone. It is. It is. I, yeah. I mean, thank you for tuning in, Jen. And another, another Canadian, my Ontario. God. Another fellow Ontarian. Hi, Jen. Glad to have you. And Love it. You know, I, if I'm popular in Canada, I, I have no issue with that. I got no issue with that. <laughs> You're going to have to come up here then. <laughs> I will tell you, I, I have wanted to for a couple of years now because I am a big fan of Trailer Park Boys and I want to go where it's filmed. Love it. Love, it's, love, love it. It's one of my favorite shows. And mm -hmm. oh, apparently Jen's from Milton. I don't know That's where that funny. is, but I'm guessing you do. <laughs> yeah, Milton is uh, west of Toronto. It's on the west end, just uh, a little further west of Mississauga. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, well, think synchronization, one of my I, favorite topics in the world, and it happens for a reason. Agreed. Nothing is by accident. I'm going to keep saying that throughout this whole this whole show. <laughs> oh, I, I've done whole episodes on synchronization before with my guests because it's just the way it works out. I mean, actually, well, I'll I'll, t I'll tell you about that guest uh, off camera because I don't want to talk dirty on camera about people, but yeah, I, I look forward to it. <laughs> and yes apparently she jen agrees with what you said about milton yes. so <laughs> i can't say i don't know where it is i've never been but i maybe someday i don't know My, we gotta go on a vacation eventually once i save up some damn money i mean as always like you said the bills are always the issues and i just had a, well, I, I, said, I said i said an 18 week old puppy die so the oh. vet bills were very high oh i'm so sorry yeah, it, it was it was just meant to be. He was born. Right. He was born. He was born with misshaped kidneys, and it was meant to be. And, and it was also meant to be that you would be the soul that would care for, like you know, it's not yeah. that's not a mistake either. That that puppy was not meant to stay in this realm. Um, but how lucky that uh, the puppy found you so that they could transition peacefully. Yeah, and cost me a a bucket of money, but yeah. that's fine. It's it's meant to happen. It's meant to happen. And the breeder is going to give us a, for lack of a better word, replacement puppy. So, I mean, so everything works out in the end and it he's does. now in, he's now in puppy heaven uh, as we tell the kids. So, yeah. And, and thank you, Jen. And thank you, Amanda. Oh, I, I did take, we did take care of good care of him. He was a very lucky puppy to be in my house all the time and get to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not getting into that part. <laughs> but back on topic anyway. Is there certain methods we can use to make our soul like push us towards happiness? Like, is there 
I mean, some psychics believe meditation is the best way to do it. Some psychics believe go see a psychic and they'll help you lead you down the right path. But mm-hmm. is there a way we can do it? Our, is there a way we can do it ourselves? Like, is there a way that a, anybody can do it? Yeah, I, I'm going to see if I can make it as tangible as possible. Um, because those psychics that say meditation, you know, they've got a strong point. Um, what they're referring to is the right side of the brain. Um, which is the intuitive and creative side or the energetic side of the brain, whereas the the left side of the brain tends to be logical. And we we tend to focus and spend the bulk of our mundane life. I'm going to call it mundane because we're constantly responsibility, responsibility. So we're sitting in this logical spot, which makes it very difficult to channel anything. And and so in order to to hear messages or to you know to practice. Um, you know, receiving messages from our soul guides, it's important that we sit in the right, the right brain. So now meditation may work for some people. Uh, for me, uh, it doesn't work. Um, I don't like sitting still like that. Um, but the, the key is to still your mind. So you might still your mind by doing artwork or music or yin yoga. Uh, when I'm doing a lot of my readings and I'm looking over here because I always have my, my pad right here. I have um, a pad, a sketch pad that I'm sketching um, and it keeps me in that, in that space. So when you're in the right brain, it's a lot easier to get into that theta or, or the alpha, you know, brain waves. And it's easier than to hear the messages. So I wanted to take something that's a little untangible and try to make it tangible. If you're in that left brain and you're constantly thinking about bills and, oh, now I have to run to pick up the kids or how am I? Oh, my gosh. Now this broke and how am I supposed to pay for it? Um, or, you know, if we're worried about health, how can you possibly receive messages from the divine? It's impossible. It's like a busy signal on the phone, you know, so we have to we have to hang up that receiver you know, clear our space and, and welcome, you know, the messages. And the easiest way is to slip into activities that, that turn on the, 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 the right, the right brain. Um, like I said, painting, you know, those um, adult coloring books, that's, that's a great way to meditate without actually meditating. You know, my daughter got me hooked years ago. I was, at first I was like, what the heck is this? And then we started doing it. It was so weirdly calming that I, I got hooked I got hooked on it. So there, there are little ways that you can do that. Taking what I call a forest bath. You know, some people go for a walk and everybody thinks it's all for cardiovascular health. Well, it's not always about cardiovascular health. You know, our energetic, our soul health is, is just as important and it gets neglected. It gets neglected. So taking a forest bath where you're walking through the forest or through nature and taking the time to feel the energy, to feel the wind, the sun, you know, listen to the, tr- the the leaves rustling. It's amazing when you, when you create that stillness in your mind, the messages that come through. And apparently Amanda agrees. She colors all the time as well. And, she, and, she, 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 and she's addicted to it, which I mean, okay. The reason I'm laughing when you said that is because one of the first adult coloring books I ever saw was given to my mother for Christmas by my cousin Oh. And it was, it was called Animals Humping. Oh, <laughs> that would totally distract you from the mundane. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think my mom drew one, I think my mom colored one picture in it and then she just said, this is stupid. But, <laughs> but I thought it was hilarious. That <laughs> but, is, that's, that is funny. But I do, I do agree because I do have an app on my phone called Happy Color. 
Yeah. And it's literally it's literally just pictures where you where and Amanda agrees apparently because most of hers are swear words. Swear words. But, oh, I've seen the one with the swear words. They're hilarious. And yes, Amanda does love her swear words. If watch anybody <laughs> anybody wants to listen to that, listen to our show, the sip list, because the sip the sip lips we, that we do in the beginning sometimes are pretty damn funny. But that, that is funny. And there's a lot of swears in them as well. But but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean this app Happy Caller, I love I love it because it's just you can pick random pictures or you could pick like X Men, Spider Man pictures, and you can just sit there and you pick a color and you define every like little piece with the number in it. And it's it can be challenging at times, but it just it clears your mind. Like you can just sit I can sit there. If I do it before bed, like laying in bed before I go to sleep, I'll I'm just spending an hour freaking trying to color a picture. In it. It's like, oh wow, crap! Now, now, now I'm going to bed late. Crap. Like that, that's okay. It, that's okay because if that's what your soul needed, I think it's important. You know, we talk a lot about mindset, right? Because again, we're going back into that the left brain and the logical side. And when it comes to success and in going places in your life and the direction that you want to go and manifesting. You know, we talk about mindset. Well, let me tell you something, Jeremy. I think all of us have a strong mindset. I have yet to meet a person that does not have a strong mindset. So if mindset was a, the only thing that would cause success, then we would all be making millions. But the reality is that there has to be, you know, a good, strong mindset. There has to be a good, strong body set. Um, there has to be a good, strong heart set. And there has to be a good, strong soul set. And, and I learned this from Robin Sharma, who's, um, who's a, a great speaker. And he was talking about having a balance in all of those. And in all of my years and everything that I've ever done, you know, if someone is in physical pain, it's difficult, you know, to function. Like if I throw out my back, which I hope never happens again, how do you function? How do you succeed with that pain? It's impossible. So therefore you got to take care of your body set. If you have a broken heart for whatever reason, how is it, how can you focus on succeeding? You know, it becomes very difficult. And then if your soul is never nourished and you're never listening to it again, it, it's going to be very difficult to move in the direction that you, you know, that you intend for your life. So we need to really nourish all four of those aspects of our life. It's extremely important. I agree. I agree. And as someone who has been heartbroken and someone who has, Right. Felt that they're, I mean, and, and as someone who's felt soulless before, because they feel there's just nothing they were supposed to do, like there's right. just I, you have to, you have to try to find ways to heal these things. And yes, alcohol can help, and so can other smokable things, but they're right. only temporary measures. They're not permanent measures. So right, you have, to try move, you, have to, you have to try to move past those and find the real reason why you, the real way to get past all all that heart heartbrokenness and all that soulfulness. Like it's just the way it is. And Which very, very well said. For me, podcasting kind of healed my soul because it I found out more about the world that I didn't know existed and it made me question things more. So yeah. I mean, there's always something for somebody. You just gotta find what it is. That's the that's something I've always believed. I mean, I just didn't know what mine was for thirty three years until I started podcasting, but yeah. eventually I found it. It took time, but I found it. And, and, and good for you for listening to that, because I think that's the key is when the soul speaks, we have to listen, even if it doesn't make sense, like if it doesn't make logical sense, you know, you have to trust that that quiet voice that's inside of you, that's making you feel compelled to do something, you know, and it could be as little as 
a coffee. I really feel compelled to have a coffee before my meeting. But then what happens is the left brain starts to override and say, well, wait a second, I can't have a coffee now because I'm going to be late for that meeting and, and that's not going to look good. And then you ignore what your soul is saying to you, right? But instead, you got to trust it, go get that coffee. And every time I use that example, everybody says, oh my gosh, I did that once and I wasn't late for the meeting or the meeting was late. Like you just have to trust the whole process. You know, don't let logic override those quiet whispers of your soul. And when you listen to the little ones and then you listen to it get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then suddenly you're, you're listening to your soul and your soul is guiding your path. It's a, uh, it's quite magical when you get to that point. Yeah. I mean, it's the little, basically I'm a, I, real vibrations. That's the best way I could put it. Yeah. It's like the little, the little vibrational of energy that you like tell you to do things like for meaningful for work, I'll say, all right, I got five minutes to the meeting. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette really fast right. because that, that's going to keep me more focused during the meeting. I mean, yeah, it's a horrible habit, blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I've been doing it for 15 years. So I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go, yell at anybody that does it but it's just the way it is i mean sometimes you need those little things but well what works for one may not work for another and we have to not judge anybody for whatever it is that they feel compelled to sue their soul in that moment right when you honor it and it might not be in alignment with who you are um eventually your soul will will take over and move you towards what is in alignment you know I know a lot of people that have smoked. It helped them get through very difficult times. And today they don't, they no longer smoke, you know, it's whatever, whatever works. There's no judgment, right? Well, like that song says, when I'm a millionaire, then I can quit smoking because I have no worries, but hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, well, stop smoking cigarettes. The other thing I'll probably smoke till I die, but yeah. But how do you think, because people say like to have success, you need to have a good job, have a nice house, have money. But really, like, how does the soul affect success? Like, how does the soul like make us get there more than anything else? Well, you know, it's it's one of those things that if you are passionate about what you're doing, it never will feel like work, right? So, when you're doing your soulful purpose. It, it's, it's an, it's an enjoyment for you. So it doesn't feel like work. And so then you'll be able to do it forever and you'll do it better and better as time goes on. Right. We only run into trouble, not when we're working within that sweet spot, we run into trouble when we are doing something because we have to do it. You know, like there have been times in my life where I've worked because I had to work. I didn't like the circumstances that I was working in, but I did it a single mom with two kids uh, you know, I, I did not, I did not have that, that opportunity in that moment. Um, but the soul understands that. And as soon as there was a moment, it showed me that way. And I, I started moving and, and, and now I'm, I feel very blessed when I say that I am actually on my soul's path. I know that there's going to be some bumps and bruises every so often, but I just know that I'm on that path because it's, it's, I get up and I feel excited about what I'm doing. You know, I was looking forward to doing this podcast with you and this is how you know that you're on the right path, but there's times where it gets, it's hard to get out of bed, you know, and it's like, Oh, now I got to go in, you know, to, Oh, it's Monday. You know, we can, we all resonate with that. doesn't matter who we are. That's when we know we're not on our soul's path, you know, and that's when um, we have to, we have to, 
pay close attention to that. And I would never, ever recommend throwing caution to the wind, you know, and leaving everything and then, you know, switching. Although I have seen some people do that and it, it worked very well for them. Uh, there are people out there that are not able to do something like that. And so what you want to do in that case then is create with your soul an exit plan. So I'm going to exit this life, guide me, this is where I want to go. And I'll take the baby steps to get there, you know, so it eventually will will shift you over into, uh, into the right, uh, into the right space. When you give it that when you give it that energetic space, when you hold space for that, it'll it'll work. And it's very natural. Or it feels See, natural. I I 100% get that because I've been working for the same company for two years after you over two years now and mm -hmm. basically like i started working for them i got promoted within three months right the division the division i was working for got shut down and oh. i i got demoted back to being just a, a grunt basically and i i did that for almost another year right to point where but then a friend of mine who i trained back when i was promoted passed away sadly he was only he was only in his fifties, so I mean it was a sad thing, but him passing opened up a position, which I then spent a month trying to get, and I got it, and now I get to do my, what my soul want, my heart, my soul wanted me to do, and I get to work from home, so I can work on my podcast while working a job. So, I mean, everything just kind of came together because when I was working in the field as a grunt, I just didn't have time to like right. do as much podcast work as I wanted to. But right now, now I can work on podcasts all day and I can get them on multiple platforms all day. And it's just, and it helps like things are things, everything's growing and it's, and I'm right. able to do great my job because I'm less stressed because I'm home all the time. So, well, this is it. And you see how the universe has maneuvered you around so that you yep. can, you know, you can focus on your, your soul's path. I find it interesting. Like my honey, um, when I first met him, he was almost embarrassed to tell me that, you know, he had run a couple of businesses and then the businesses didn't work. Right. So he did um, computers and then he didn't like it and he moved on to something else. But he did uh, uh, construction. He did snow plowing and landscaping um, and, uh, and he did a, a few other things. And, you know, he got criticized by family for not sticking to one thing. Well, today he's a very successful, um, you know, owner and operator of a, a pizzeria here. And he's uh, internationally um you know, award-winning pizza chef and, and everything that he learned. So the computers, the construction, all of it led him to this path today. And all that skill set is everything that he needed for today. You know, he got, um, you know, something happened with his lease. His previous landlord was a, a, a jerk. It was a terrible situation where he ended up having to move his business in two weeks well, the only way that he was able to move his business in two weeks is if he rebuilt his own restaurant. And that's what he did. So we have to really trust that even I like how you called it grunt work, like that grunt work, for whatever reason, is in there to build a skill set that your soul is going to need. Maybe not today, but eventually. And so everything is perfect. We just got to allow it. It's when we attach labels. That's when we get ourselves into trouble. Yeah, I mean, you just. You, you, you have to put yourself out there. You can't stay stuck in one situation forever. You have to try to find a way out. I mean, yeah. if you're stuck, if you're stuck, if you're stuck in a riptide, you can't swim forward. You can't swim backwards, swim sideways and you'll get out. 
Like right. there's always a way there's always a way out. I mean, wow, that was actually a good metaphor and that just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome. But, but all right, so I'm gonna switch it up a little bit here because I saw this on your profile on Podmatch and I'm like, what is that? I've never heard that term and I'm dying to I mean, I think I have an idea what it means, but I'd rather just hear it from someone who knows what it means. Uh, Claire audience medium. What yeah. is that? Well, you know, it's there's there's different Claire um, senses. You know, there's there's Claire audience, there's Claire uh, clairvoyant, clairsentient. There's there's about eight of them out there. Clairvoyant is the one that they tend to kind of label you know, yeah. psychics with, right? And so clairvoyant means seeing, being able to see. Um, I hear whispers and clairaudient means hearing whispers, right? You hear sounds or whispers. Um, so that is what I hear first. And that's how um, spirit communicates with me first. Then the other senses kick in, like then they'll, they'll show me things um, or they'll make me smell something or the, I'll feel how they passed away. Uh, they make me feel um, certain things or, you know, but clairaudient is where you are hearing. So you're receiving senses through hearing. Does that make sense? It does, because I've actually had... Um a spirit talk to me like in my house i live in it that i bought and i live in now so i can kind of get to that i mean they always said thank you but i mean i can understand what it means to be like hey, hear the whispers because it was like a whisper and i was the only person in the room that could hear it out of like two investigators in me in a room so right. i do get do that to some degree but yeah i think all of us have these abilities it just depends on which one is a little more dominant than others um, and also depends on then how we're called to use these abilities. The interesting thing, because that whisper, if someone was doing, um, like, you know, EVP or something like that, they probably would have caught it. Um, I was doing a paranormal investigation one time and EVPs were going all over the place. And, uh, I heard this, this whistle. And then all of a sudden I said, Oh my God, did you guys hear that whistle whistle over there? And two of the investigators were like, no, we don't hear that. And then one of the other ones, she heard it. The best part is it got like we we got it on the recording. So you hear this like this whistle and then you hear me say, did you guys hear that whistle? It was so interesting. So they are communicating with us how we're able to hear or see. Uh, it, it, it's just it's so fascinating. I really hope science catches up fast and, and helps us out with this. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a while, I think. I think science has a lot more things nowadays to worry about than that. But yeah. I know there are, I know there are paranormal scientists out there that are working on things. And, they are working on it, yeah. But hopefully the government doesn't get involved because that's how you get stranger things. But, but. <laughs> I'm going to zip it on that one. <laughs> I just don't, I don't like the government involved in anything paranormal because they've been, they lied to us for, 60 70 years about aliens and ufos until they decide to admit during covid to distract us yeah. and then no one paid attention because of covid so of course oh actually that, that's a good question do you think animals have a psychic ability yes oh i mean well they definitely do because funny enough my wife just went in the basement to change her laundry before i came on the to do this show and our dog followed her down and she went to the corner of our basement where like the uh, water heater is and whatnot and all of a sudden she runs back up the stairs yeah. and 
refused to go back down the basement. And I, and my, she's like, she saw something. She, she saw or sent something down there and she did not want to go back in that basement. And they used to stay in that basement yeah. all the time. And they would, at night when we put them down there, they'd bark their heads off. Like something was down there and they couldn't get to it because they're, they're in their crates. Yeah, they're seeing things. You know, animals probably have a better ability than we do because we have, we were accompanied with logic and emotions, right? Whereas yeah. animals may not have logic the same way we do. And so they, they're able to see it. My dog barks at nothing. And, and usually he likes to do it when I'm at home alone and I'm in the country. So it's like not, not fun. My cat you know, my cat will sit and stare at things um, very intensely. What's interesting about my cat is um, when I'm doing readings and spirit has walked into the room, my cat will walk around like to say, are you, are you safe in here? And he'll come hang out with me. They're very, they're very fascinating. See Amanda's cat too. Yeah, they're, they're very fascinating. Not all animals, you know, it depends on, I think it depends on how calm the animal is. Like my dog. Yeah. My dog is half Shih Tzu, half Poodle. And so, um, you know, he, he'll have moments of high intelligence and moments of, you know, where he's super excited about things. And when he's super excited, he doesn't see nothing. He, not, he won't even see human. Um, so when he is in that calm state, he sees, he's very protective. Often he sits and, and he's protective of me and I don't even know what he's protecting me from because I don't see it but he can clearly see something, but it, it's fascinating. Animals. I find them very fascinating and they're important. I think they're important to have around, especially if we do this work. See, I mean, and with my, my puppy that just passed, like my wife felt like for days that like he, she could mm -hmm. smell him and yeah. like he, he, he hadn't been in the living room like that often that much in like a week. And the carpet has been clean since then so she's like i wonder if his spirit is here like if he followed us home and like he's right around the... and i i mean i i don't i mean animal spirits i have a hard time believing in almost because yes they have souls they do i mean i'm sure they do yeah. but yeah. i mean it's just i mean yeah all dogs go to heaven we've all seen the movie but right. it's just i don't know I mean, uh, and I, I feel like you'd be hearing like phantom barks if you, like a dog followed you home. You know, it, it's interesting because I, I have, um, do, do animal spirits come through as often? Well, maybe they do and we're not recognizing it. Uh, but I know that I was doing an audience reading one time and, you know, you get your group of people that are really into what you do. And, and then you get this, a group of skeptics, right? And I respect skeptics because I'm still, you know, skeptical, right? And uh, I remember, you know, doing a reading, being, being pulled in a certain direction. And, and I looked at this woman and I said, oh, you've got a male on the other side. They're trying to come through. And she's going, nope, nope, I don't have any male on the other side. Nope, nope. And so wait a second. I said, let me get you a little more validation. And I'm looking, I'm looking. I said, oh my God, I'm having a hard time seeing his face. And then... I could see the the energy and and I'm going oh wait wait and, and and I'm looking now down because the the energy took me from here to down and then all of a sudden I see this dog and I and I just said it to her I said oh my goodness it's a dog and then the woman starts bawling her eyes out and she said yes my dog died and I was able to validate so we can and and they they do have let's not also forget that there is reincarnation 
and uh, and sometimes our pets uh, could be so, uh, you know someone else's soul, and they're just in the shape of of a pet. So it's they're interesting. They're interesting. I like what Amanda was saying that her dog was in the cot. Was it her dog or her cat that was in the closet for like two days staring? Her cat, I believe. But yeah, I believe. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not. That's always that, fun. <laughs> Well, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't see it. Yeah, I was gonna say a cat because I can't see a dog hanging out in the closet for two yeah. days because dogs. A cat, dog. a cat, you can see more. That's more likely. But it's, it's always, you know what? Even though we do this work and we're, and we're familiar with it, there's still that element that spooks us, you know. So when I see my cat staring, you know, at something, and it's like, oh, I had a suspicion about that spot, or, you know, my cat will sometimes stare at antiques that we brought in the home. And that's like, sometimes that's interesting, you know? Yeah, which actually my wife's been asking that a lot lately because when we got this Mastiff puppy that just passed away, she thought it was her old dog, um, Ty, that right. she thought it was him reincarnated because they had the same spot on the on the forehead. They had like the same little stripe of white fur. Oh, this one had white fur. The other one had a different color. but And it was just, they acted the same, she said. Right. I never met her. I never met her other dog, but I mean, I I would I would be inclined to to say your wife is correct, especially if she's feeling that energy. You know, um, I mean, we're built with this ability. You know, someone once said to me, "Oh, you've got this gift," and I said, "Well, no, I'm not gifted. If I if if I have a gift, then that implies that I'm better than someone else, and I'm not." I have an ability, no different than, you know, than someone else has a, an ability and my ability is going to be different. Um, and I can't do, you know, what, what you do, Jeremy, like everybody is perfect in, in our own way and their abilities and how we get called to do these abilities. Uh, but I do believe, um, that there is a, a sixth or maybe even seventh sense. Uh, it's just, I don't know why it got, it got stifled, you know, because I think way back, People used to pay closer attention to their intuition, you know, to these other senses. Uh, they were a lot more, a lot more in tune than we are today. Yeah, I mean, well, back in the day, there was a lot less distractions. I mean, they didn't have TV and a thousand <laughs> different apps to watch TV on, yes. and video and video games to play, That's and it. and they they usually worked when they got home from work. I mean, back in the day, there was even before TV, it was just either listen to the radio when that existed or read a book or do things with your kids. If you have them. I mean, right. spirituality, spirituality was huge in the twenties, thirties, forties until world war two. Then it stopped being as huge, but right. 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 I mean, it go, it go, spirituality goes through patterns all through history where in between wars, it gets big and people start questioning things. And then yeah. a war takes your mind off it for a good 10 years, but yeah. it's just the way, just the way history went. But yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't know. We'll see what uh, what the future brings around this. But I think there's more uh, going back to the, the the perfect name of your podcast. It is becoming more normal. You know, you're seeing all kinds of people. Like when I look at my clients, my clients are not what people would expect. These are these are business people, educated people. You know, some of them are politicians. Um, it is interesting. You know, VPs of banks. Uh, very well, interesting. It's funny you say that. Because I always like to say, Abraham Lincoln was into spiritualists, and he, yes. his wife would hold seances, and he would, in the White House, he would go attend them. 
And, and he truly, he truly believed in the afterlife. He truly believed that spirits could talk to people could talk spirits. Like yeah. he was a big, and he actually had a spirit warn him not to go to Ford theater that night. Oh. And he didn't, he didn't listen to it. Oh. And his wife, his wife actually saw it happen like in a vision and she, he wouldn't listen to her either. He just said, I'll be fine. Right. But, well, that's where it's destiny, right? It, but yeah, we were about earlier, can't change, can't change destiny. <laughs> Which is why he hunted vampires. <laughs> I I love that movie. I love that freaking movie. But <laughs> I like awesome. I, I like I like I I love weird twist on history like that. Like mm-hmm. I I still have to watch the man in the high tower, but I do I, love love, it. I do I do love alternative history like that. That's awesome. But uh, one last question. I well, okay, I'm gonna end it with this question because I asked every psychic medium i have my show this question many of the many of the people i've talked to have said that they believe there's a spiritual awakening going on in the world yes and that i've had multiple psychics now tell me that it started in 2012 which always leads me back to the mayan calendar but because the mayans may be more predicting an apocalypse they're predicting oh an awakening of sorts yeah but i've also had other ones tell me it was like for the last five years so what is your opinion on that um, I never paid attention to the actual timing that it happened. But if I go back and remember when I first noticed it, it would have to be in and around 2012. Um, and what I what I had said at that time, I found it was so, so strangely interesting that we were finding each other. You know, before it was like, um, you know, people practicing or, or doing things in solitude, you know, afraid of being judged and, And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, the gates had started to open and we were finding each other. And I'm noticing that, that, that now, now are we not only just finding each other, but we're congregating and we're sharing information. We're becoming stronger. And there is a lot, a lot more of a collective where there is um, a strong understanding and acceptance of, I'm going to say this world, you know, this paranormal stuff. Um, I, I have to agree that there is an awakening. Um, not everybody will wake up. I, I'm going to say it like that. Not everybody will, uh, but that's not their destiny, you know? So uh, it's, uh, it is, it's interesting. I'm very curious to see what ha- happens over the next couple of years, because we keep being pushed um, into situations like COVID where you you're seeing a divide you're seeing you know people there's a division happening and and we're seeing an awareness heightening it's quite it's quite interesting and 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 to me i find it very reassuring you know i i feel i feel comforted by that yeah i mean i see until i got into this until i started the show i never realized it was happening because i mean and then as this show started happening i started talking to more and more people it started happening to me in a way. And I just, mm-hmm. I mean, it has happened. This It did happen in this episode for like a few minutes here and there, but just, I don't know. I mean, my mind may be elsewhere today. Maybe that's why it's not working, but I did have to go in the, I did have to go in the field today and do some grunt work, even though I'm a manager, but stuff happens. So I, I, I go and I do it with a smile, but I mean, so I don't know, but I do feel like an awakening is happening because more and more people, I see more and more psychics, um, and clairvoyance and everything else posting up on Facebook now, tarot card readers and all that. 
they're mm-hmm. all posting up on Facebook now, like saying their services are available. And you never saw that 10 years ago when Facebook first started. Like you never really saw that. Like it maybe once in a great while you, you, you have to join groups to see it. So now, exactly. now, it's just people, now it's just girls I went to high school with. They're like, Carol car rings tonight. I was like, really? Okay. Never saw that coming, but it's just, I love, I love it's, the world's changing and I think it's it changing is, for the better. Yes. There is a, there's a different acceptance. There's a more acceptance. And I have to say, I was one of those that feared being judged. And so I did it very quietly for many, many years. I, I, I sat in a certain group, you know, I also, I also like, I, I run a couple of businesses and I, I enjoy, I enjoy that. And each business that I do is all about empowering and helping others. Um, and so I, I run a, a coaching business and I'm held in high regard. And it's like, I wouldn't tell anybody about what I was doing. It was like, you know, I'm this business woman by day and then psychic by night. You know, it was, it was quite, it was quite interesting. Uh, what is also interesting is now um, I'm, I'm not feeling as concerned about feeling judged and I'm getting that validation because then a lot of people from even that business are saying, can I book a reading with you? And it's it's so interesting. Things are changing. Yeah. See, and yeah. Look, Amanda. So, yeah. No, Amanda's saying her daughter um, is really into tarot cards. We're seeing this more with our kids too. Our kids are embracing it. But I think Amanda, that has a lot to do with you. So kudos to you, mother to mother. Um, because if she's feeling comfortable to do that, it means that you've you've given her that safe space to feel, you know, uh, you know, safe to be herself and to, to explore that. So well done. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. And her daughter's 18, which I know cause yes. she posted on Twitter. I knew that head down. She posted on Twitter a couple months ago, but, yeah. and Amanda, uh, Chancy, Chancy knows how to do that. So, I mean, maybe reach out to him. He, he can, maybe help her out a little bit. He he did a live tarot card reading on my show a couple weeks ago. So nice. He's my co-host for another show and a co-host for another show as well. So I'm a busy I'm a multi I'm a multi-podcaster. It gets busy. Oh, <laughs> I, love I love I love it. Embrace yourself because you're just going to get even more busy. So I hope so. I have another idea for a podcast that's building. So mm-hmm. my wife my wife hates it, but <laughs> she'll get over it. She'll get over it. I keep trying to tell her find a hobby you want to do and embrace it. But yeah. she doesn't listen. But if hopefully we're gonna start making start making puppies soon, so then she'll have a hobby to raise puppies and we can sell them. So yay, money! That's beautiful. <laughs> yes, and to give people mastiffs that they puppies, which massive puppies are the cutest thing ever until they get bigger and then they drool <laughs> over, they drool, they they drool over your house. Yeah, that's too but, funny. And Amanda says thank you to you as well for that. So. But, all right, we will end this as we are a little bit over an hour at this point. But where can people find you? And I know you said to be off camera, you're starting a podcast. Please mm-hmm. sell yourself. Sell oh, yourself. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm working on um, a setting up a, a podcast that I'm going to be launching soon. It's called Soul Talk. Um, and you'll find me um, on Facebook and Instagram under Scarlet Soul Cafe. I do everything and anything that will nourish the soul and get you guys moving on your soul's path. So I'm really looking forward to bringing this podcast as well. 
but yeah, my, it's my mission to bring peace and clarity. So I, I really look forward to helping others. Which is the best thing you could do in this world. It truly is. I mean, I mean, I've got, I've got a website too, but guys follow me on, on social media because that's where you get the best. I put all kinds of free stuff on there. And from time to time I do free readings as well. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's always a great thing when people do that. Cause I mean, as he said, and there, are, I mean, as a previous guest of mine says, Corby Mitlead, which I don't know if you know her or not, but yeah. she actually wrote a book called the yellow brick road, a guide to psychics. Oh, and nice. She, and it, it tells people how to tell if they're going to a good psychic or a bad psychic. Oh, I like which, that. A bad psychic is just one that's after is the bad psychic basically is the one who's going to tell you, Oh, you need to light 20 candles in church this week and I'll bless them all, but you got to pay $60 for a candle. Like that, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That, those are the, those are the psychics I talked about in the beginning of the show that I, that's why I grew up with thinking that because all the movies just showed psychics as carnival, like side attractions yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. but I'm trying to dissuade people from doing that anymore. Yeah. Entertainment in some cases. And, I've come across, you know, some people that, that I've done readings and I can't believe what, um, what I, I'm not even going to call them psychics because they're not psychics. They're, they're con artists. And I, I can't believe how much they charge people. You know, one young girl, she was 24 years old and she came to me, she was in such distress. She was a referral. And she told me about this other experience. And this, this, um, this psychic said that she has a weird curse in her stomach. I'm like, what? And if she doesn't remove the curse in her stomach, it's going to go into her father's stomach. And so I said to her, Oh, I said, well, pray tell how much to remove the curse, you know, 2,500 bucks. Oof. How do you charge a young girl, 24 years old, $2,500? How do you do that? This girl that's in distress. You don't have a conscious. That's how you do it. I was disgusted. I was disgusted. But there is there I mean, there. I mean, honestly, that curse sounds like it's straight out of the Stephen King book. The thin, thin, like, come on. But... In the stomach. Like, come on. Like. <laughs> I mean, that literally sounds like the gypsy curse in Thinner from Stephen King. So I think I know where that psychic stole that from. But. Wow. And yeah, people do fall for that shit, Amanda. They do because people yeah. are weak. In their weakest moments, people believe anything. So. Yeah, they're vulnerable. They're in distress, and they're turning to us, you know, for help. And 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 that's what. You, anyways, we got to take what we do with you know with responsibility. You know, like people rely on us. So, anyways, yeah, there's a lot. So that's good that there's a book out there. I'll have to. I'll have yeah. to check myself. And as Amanda said, people just want some. People want something to believe in, and that's they, true. They, I mean, they do. Amanda, you're right. They do. If their soul is unnourished and they want just something fast to believe in to make them feel nourished for that minute, then exactly. they'll believe in anything. I mean, and just you can't do it that way. You can't. I mean, um, I I I I fall for some tricks like that, but I mean, nothing that bad. Thank God, I would never yeah, have money to do for that. <laughs> well, this is it, but I don't think anybody is immune to any of that. You know, I think we've all had those weak moments or those those vulnerable moments where um, you know someone took advantage of us. I, I don't think anybody is immune to that. You know. A hundred percent. But Scarlett, I thank you for coming on. This has been a wonderful episode. I can't wait to come out and it will release in about a month. I'm very, I have a lot of recordings out there ready to go out, but I'm backlogged as Amanda always says about her podcast, but it's, it's so, 
Well, it's been it's been a delight to to sit and chat with you and your your listeners, and and thank you so much for the invitation. And keep shining. You're doing an amazing job. You really are. I appreciate it. And as all my listeners know, you can find me on Facebook as Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Podcasts with S Group. On fa- on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. And on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. Paranormal shows coming soon. Almost done with the music ones. And on on YouTube, just search Paranormal the New Normal and you'll see all the videos of shows that have been released already. You don't get them early. I may set up a Patreon and do that eventually, but you don't get them early yet. So it's com- maybe coming, maybe coming if you want to give me a few bucks here and there. We'll see. But once again, thank my guest Scarlett for coming on. It's been an amazing show and I can't wait for everybody to hear it on podcast form as well. Thank and you. please check out her and please check out her podcast when it comes out, which what was the name of that one more time? Soul Talk. I like that name. I like that name. Check Thank it out, people. And I will see my watchers in about uh, 45 minutes from my next interview. And my listeners, I will see you in about half a week. Thank you for listening and watching. Have a good night.